Heat in my vein like vernacular Cook up the beat with a spatula Y'all are not ready for action I'm smoking these rappers and feeling spectacular Making a killer like massacre Watch out, I'm whipping my wrist Right on my city, been pissed But I show I'm love I'm not the one that's at risk My homie told me that when people rise up against you was the sign of your destiny real Hey, Starks here Good evening, morning, afternoon Wherever you may be in the fantasy world Welcome to the Fantasy Unicorns Podcast We're dynasty driven But we give redraft flavor We have our rest of the season and dynasty rankings up uh, with our prospect rankings also on our website, thefantasyunicorns.com. Make sure you guys subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and write a review for our podcast on iTunes, and subscribe on any podcast format. Uh, Unicorn listeners continue to spread the good word on us. Uh, we're on episode 61, and it's me, Jay, also known as Doc tonight. Yeah, like Stark said, this is Jay. You can uh, catch me on Twitter where you can ask me any questions uh, at Fantasy NBA Layup. Um, you guys be on the lookout for an article coming out soon on our site, uh, thefantasyunicorns.com. It's going to be about uh, five players who surprised us this past season and kind of dominated their average draft position. And I, it, it, they're guys that I believe will continue down this surprising path next season and finish better than they were uh, drafted again. Uh, and also, uh, the, the regular season coming to a close, you know, uh, we're just about two months away from the NBA draft. So, if you want to start gaining some uh, nice knowledge on the prospects and their fantasy strengths, be sure to check out our newly re- newly remodeled um, prospect rankings page where uh, if you scroll down and read the bios of each player, I have them separated into tiers to help you with your uh, dynasty rookie drafts. Uh, but anyway, I'm feeding for some fantasy talk, so let's get it. Awesome. Yep. Just like what Doc alluded to, the season is regular seasons wound up, but the playoffs are getting started. So, ready to take people on for a ride and we're going to jump into some of the news that's kind of been going on here recently i'm not going to touch up on everything because i'm sure you guys at this point in time have the gist of what's going on but uh i want to at least touch up on a game by john collins uh his wednesday finale had a career high 25 rebounds nine of them were offensive with 20.6 assists in a block uh now john collins was uh some gms had him like his upside i mean he's still upside high player um but i mean for me i think he's i mean he's good but it depends on if you want to spend a high draft pick on him next year all right and i'll pass the ball there to uh doc there on his thoughts on john collins for that last game that he had um yeah i I checked out um the the roto blurb for that last game and they had a nice little uh they said something there about uh, collins had the most double doubles of any player who was drafted in 2017 this year uh even though he only played like 66 games or so so i thought that was pretty cool um and that that was a massive game that that needed to be recognized so i'm glad you brought it up but look i I like collins a lot but i just hope he doesn't turn into one of these players where you're worried about his health all the time because he's been dealing with some lingering injuries lately i i want to be comfortable when i draft him in like the fourth round or so you know, the lack of steals and blocks this year was also really weird. You know, they were both well below his averages from his rookie season. So that'll certainly be something to watch for next season. I, I wouldn't draft him in hopes that he averages, you know, over one block and a half a steal again, uh, just in case that, you know, this is really who he is. But 
you know, maybe it'll be a nice lanyard if it comes through again next season. We'll see. Yeah, I'm actually with you on that. I'm glad that you highlighted on that part of his uh, stock stats there because the, the block rate wasn't there for a big man. And, I mean, just because a big man doesn't get blocks doesn't mean they're not a good fantasy player. Um, but for me, if I have a big man, especially that's supposedly like good with percentages, I, I really hope that he would at least give me a block and a little bit extra with that. But John Collins wasn't doing it this past year. Maybe next year that might change a little bit, but, you know, that's still um, was still something that we could see down the road. So we'll see what happens. And, and uh, also – um, we got to pay attention to who Atlanta drafts this June because, you know, that could really affect Collins' fantasy game. You know, if they take a center like Jackson Hayes and start him, mm-hmm. you know, then Collins will be playing even more power forward and won't, won't really be guarding the rim at all. <clears throat> so that that certainly would keep his blocks down even more. So yes. power forward might be his best position anyway, uh, outside of occasional small ball center minutes, but, I definitely would like to see him at center more, but he's not the greatest rim protector anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the time we confuse explosiveness with rim protection when it comes to big guys, but thats I don't know if that's really his defensive game exactly, even though he did display some his rookie season. So he's still a little bit of a question mark, but he's definitely something I, somebody I would consider in maybe the fourth round and just hope he stays healthy, like I said. Yeah, that, that sounds fair there. And we're going to go into the next player here on slate. And it's uh, Jonathan Isaac. Um, had a concussion. It looks like he's cleared to play game one in the playoffs. So um, I know a lot of GMs uh, pretty much believe in this guy. I mean, he's not a bad player. The upside is still there. It's very high. For me, I'm just one of the GMs that's kind of put a pause a little bit on him. I expected from all the hype that was coming into him this year to be like they, you know, mentioned like a top 50 player. For me, I didn't see it like that this year. And, you know, obviously he had some troubles, you know, still with injuries here and there. And his usage rate is always fluctuating. Doesn't seem to be appearing to be a, a usage player. And it's just for me, um, in a dynasty league, things can change, obviously. I mean, you're going to pay a higher premium for him in a dynasty league. So it just kind of depends even since we're dynasty driven where you would, you know, touch up on him, but he's a player. I'm not going to be aggressively grabbing. I would try to get him at a value. So um, I'll pass the ball there to doc and your thoughts on him. Yeah. I might be in a similar boat with you with him. Uh, Don't get me wrong. He has massive upside. Like you were saying. Um, And I'm always a sucker for like the triple one guys. And he certainly has the capabilities of averaging a steal, a block and at least one three, but I don't know. I just don't know what the Magic are doing over there. I, th- I feel like power forward would be his best position, but they got Aaron Gordon over there as well. And then Mo Bamba and Nikola Vucevic situation. So, uh, I, I don't know. He's not someone I would feel comfortable reaching for, and I feel like in a dynasty league draft, you pretty much have to reach for him to get him. Yeah. Somebody's going to be reaching for him, you know. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Some Someone is going to definitely reach for him. And then I'm glad you highlighted another another important point there is Mo Bamba. Um, that's a player, I mean, you can't, that has to get some time there at some point. I mean, they drafted him for a reason. So that's going to be an interesting thing to look at. Uh, but we'll move right along there. And it's duet, excuse me, uh, Dave Hueger got fired. And uh, I'll pass the ball to you, Doc, and your thoughts on that as a Kings coach that got fired. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> – I may not be the biggest Dave Yeager fan, but this firing kind of surprised me because 
I mean, he took a team that no one really expected to do much and brought them to a lot of early season success. You know, this I read that this was their most successful season in 13 years. I mean, that's a long time. <laughs> um, yeah. They even looked like they were going to be a fun playoff kind of underdog team to root for, but kind of fell off down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Jaeger, he, he'll have his suitors for another coaching job, whether it's in the NBA or college. And the thing is, they went through a, a bit of an upheaval because Sacramento also fired multiple other staff members as well, from what I understand. So they obviously want like to really change the culture in Sacramento. But Woj reported that Monty Williams is one of their targets, um, you know, assistant coach of the 76ers and former Pelicans head coach. And he's he's a solid coach. Uh, I don't know how much of a step up from Dave Yeager he is. I guess we'll find uh, out. But anyway, I'm interested to see who the Kings go to as their next coach, though. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I just don't see why they just cut bait on him, man. I mean, the Kings have been pretty much a wasteland team for some time now, and to just kind of cut bait on him, I'm with you on that, Doc. So I'm not going to – you pretty much touched up on everything there. I even heard a weird report, but, I mean, Luke Walton is obviously still with the Lakers and stuff, but I even heard reports that they're even possibly looking at him. Or maybe I read something wrong, but I heard something mm-hmm. weird like that. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, so we'll move right along there. Uh, let me have, have my information. Oh yeah. So the Cavs actually this this must be the firing time. <laughs> they part they part ways with Larry Drew and I mean for me, <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, I I don't got anything to say, but you know, <laughs> hopefully you get someone better to to maybe change the culture there. But I'll pass you the ball there, Doc. You ain't got any thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah, like, like you said, there. There were so many fire, firing of head coaches today because I think the Grizzlies let go of uh, Bickerstaff too. But oh man, I mean these two, those two are understandable. Both were really awful teams this year. You know the Cavs said they'll be doing a super wide range search for coaches, even going deep into college territory. So we'll see. I don't think any coach can really bring them to a winning record anytime soon or any kind of like real success. But they should just build slowly through the draft and keep tanking their way to top picks. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll move right along there. And the player that we want to actually touch up on is Triple J, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. And he vows to work on everything. Uh, for those fantasy GMs that like him, like, you know, I believe all the unicorns are in unison that likes him as well, too. Just like what Doc was saying, we do like to type uh, touch up on those players that give you that triple one threat, the, you know, three pointers, the steals and the blocks. And he's definitely the player that can um, be used in that that stratosphere. And for him to even speak on that level, I mean, he's already a, almost there, like a good all-around player, but he wants to improve it even more. So even if he starts, I wouldn't be surprised, maybe even next year, because we're going to talk about a player even down, but we can even touch up on it now since they're on the same team. Uh, Mike Conley um, talked about, you know, he wants to – he'll be – a a player that wants to actually play for a different contender next year is what Conley was saying. So um, if that's the case, Triple J, not saying he's going to be like a point guard or anything like that, nothing like that. But if they don't get anything maybe in return for Conley, um, Triple J could maybe even facilitate a little bit if he works on everything like he says and preaches that he, you know, that he's going to do. But he's definitely a player you're going to have to reach on in the dynasty league. Uh, obviously the value is a lot higher with him versus Jonathan Isaac, but uh, I would actually, depending on who, what players fall, I would be 
uh, looking to try to reach for Triple J. And um, I will pass the ball there to Doc and his thoughts on Triple J. Uh, yeah, look, like you said, uh, I think all the unicorns are big Triple J fans while we all kind of believe in them. Uh, he's already Memphis's prized possession now and can, can do no wrong for that franchise. Uh, I definitely see him playing more center next year, uh, which will be great for his fantasy value. I know he played a lot of power forward, but <clears throat> just getting him around the rim more could work wonders for his fantasy value. Hopefully he puts on a little muscle this offseason, so, and maybe hopefully he keeps his files down too. But, yeah, I'm a big Triple J believer, and I don't know how far I would actually reach for him. I, I, I definitely would want to get him on my Dynasty League team for sure. I'm mm-hmm. still trying to – debate how soon I would actually reach for him though I mean it obviously depends on what kind of league because I'm in a I'm in a few different 30-man leagues and he went in the first round you know oh gosh but I guess in a 30-man league it, yeah that kind of makes it, sense right but yeah that, that's where I'm at on him so in that league real quick I'm gonna steal the ball and give it back to you do you know where he landed or he was drafted in that 30-man first round it was Jonas Nader from Roto World that actually took him. Yeah, he he actually apparently he drafted him in in the first round in several thirty man leagues. Uh, I don't remember exactly where it was somewhere somewhere in the middle of it. Just because he knew if he waited till the second round, somebody else was probably going to get him. I think. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me steal the ball and give it back to you. You take Ben Simmons or Jaron Jackson in a dynasty oh, startup. Man. That's a really tough one. They're both. Uh, very different players with high upside. <clears throat> I think I, hmm, it depends. If I'm trying to, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> you got me. Uh, <laughs> I might actually lean Jaron Jackson here just because I believe in his all around game so much. You know, he's a guy that, that's going to contribute in several categories and might eventually be in it almost in every cat stud one day. Whereas Ben Simmons, you know, he has his struggles. He pretty much. If you have Ben Simmons on your team, you're punting a category. Like that's the way yeah. it, that's the way it goes, you know. Yeah, that's that's a rough one, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about so, you? Do you? you who I knew was gonna come back on me. <laughs> uh, I try. I try to run from it. Uh, oh man, as much as like I give so much heat on Ben Simmons, man. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been even when we started this podcast, I I gave him so much heat. In this case, oh my goodness, I think I would actually take Ben Simmons. I, and and it, it, I'm really feeling sick saying that. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it is really close. Now, obviously, like you were saying, you know, you got to deal with the, you know, you're punting a category with Ben Simmons. Um, you know, and then, you know, I like threes too, and he's not going to give you that, obviously. So, gosh, it, it really sucks. I, I really hate to even say Ben Simmons. It's still obviously really close, but yeah. That's that's where I'm at, unfortunately. Hey. So we'll move right along. Thank, thanks a lot for putting me on the back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you for your pick, man. It can really go either way, I think. Yeah, it, it really can. Um, so the next player we want to talk about real quick is uh, Kevin Huerta. And, uh, you know, he plans to attend to the summer league, obviously, this year. But uh, he may not play. So, you know, just because he's not playing, at least for my, you know, my logic, it's actually a good thing. They probably want to keep it, you know, conservative and safe. So that way he doesn't risk some type of injury. That just gives me a, just a small inkling that they're probably going to try to squeeze him out and utilize him more next year. And that's something um, that I'm excited to see. And he's worth a late round flyer for those redrafters. Obviously, Dynasty, since we're Dynasty driven, you're going to have to reach. But 
it depends on how hard you're going to reach. I'm not going to reach for him. I'll say that. So he's a player I would more likely would like to get in a value in the dynasty league. So I'll pass you the ball, Doc, and your thoughts on uh, the red ginger there. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's necessary for him to play in the summer league. I, I wouldn't really recommend it, you know, maybe just a little, a couple games. I don't know how that exactly works with the summer league, but uh, he's he's already a, a key cog in the in this Atlanta rebuild. You know, I I wouldn't throw him out there and risk it. He's <clears throat> he's proven himself in his rookie year. I know in fantasy he only finished uh, like rank one eighty one or something like that, but <clears throat> it, it's uh it was deep down there. But he def- he showed flashes. He showed promise of maybe being like a mid round value one day. Um, not sure how soon that'll be. You know, he's got Trey Young passing the ball, which is nice. Um, I probably wouldn't reach for him too early like you, but I know I've always been just a little bit higher on him than you. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe a little bit, just a little bit after the middle rounds. Um, okay. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere around there in the, in dynasty leagues that is and redraft, maybe like a late, uh, a later round guy. But, and, and I can understand that, man, that, that is going to be a, that's going to be a challenge for us to value him, especially when we, uh, uh, you know, touch up on something down in this uh, podcast that we'll mention by a listener that we'll be doing. Um, but I want to touch up on another player. <laughs> this one, I don't know, for some reason it's funny because of the quote of as Nicholas Batum, he said he doesn't really know where he fits in Charlotte's future plans. And I think, I, I think the reason why I think it's kind of funny, I mean, it's not funny for an NBA player, like, man, I don't know if I'm starting or what they want to do with me, but it's just, it's more like a sad Thing where you know you got a player that has been a solid uh, fantasy contributor for your team for years and obviously this year was a little bit would even say a little bit was more difficult uh the fathom for those gems that had him because i even remember in redrafters you know asking us questions like hey you know do i drop batum and i was just like man i i never thought i would just hear i mean obviously you know players are going to take a, the massive value dip as time progresses on but to hear nicholas batum uh a player that contributes in every category just mm-hmm. all of a sudden just turn into almost like quicksand. And, you know, with Batum being like this, it was it was a rough season for him. And to even ask, he doesn't really know where he fits in. That's why it was kind of funny to me. It's just like it's sad funny. So um, hopefully things get better for him. If he goes to a different team, maybe. But, you know, if he's stuck in Charlotte, I don't know. You got other players, you know, coming up the ranks a little bit. You know, they try to use Miles Bridges a little bit more this season. So, um, you know, saying all that, let me pass the ball to you, Doc, and your thoughts on Batum's statement and what's his fantasy outlook. Yeah, the part that kind of surprised me is maybe I thought he was just a little bit older than he was. I was thinking maybe 32, 33 or something like that, but he's only 30 years old. So, yeah, he shouldn't be hitting (laughs) – he shouldn't have hit this wall like he did, in my opinion. You know, I don't know if it's the the Charlotte system or what, but – um. Yeah, like I don't know if, if his quote is more to do with Charlotte's direction. Like they, you know, they've been in this NBA limbo for such a long time now that they it almost seems hopeless over there. So I don't know if he wants to get out of there, but he his his contract. I mean, I guess he has what one year left. Only has one year, and then one and then an option left. But it's big money, you know it, that. It would be it's money that would be hard to move, 
Yeah. Unless you're getting rid of like a first round draft pick with it or something like that. But like you said, they got Miles Bridges over there who showed some promise towards the end. I mean, he struggled yeah. early in the season for sure. And he was a guy I kind of liked going into the season. But like you said, this is sad to see because in Batum's better days, he was a steal in the middle rounds, a guy that contributed yeah. in every stat. Now he's barely standard, standard league relevant this year. But anyway, uh, he, he's not a guy I'd be looking to really draft anymore outside of the later rounds and redraft, which is sad to say. But maybe maybe he could be worth a late, a late round flyer. Or maybe he'll prove me wrong is what I'm hoping for. Yeah, and it's I'm still fathom that you said he was 30 years old, man. I just I I I'm actually with you, man. I thought he was maybe like at least 31, 32. Yeah. I mean, and then that's not even he doesn't even turn what 31 until December. So yeah, he still has 30. a good solid 30, you mm-hmm. know, going into next year. So, oh man, I'll say I'll say this real quick. I mean, in the dynasty league, you know, uh, <laughs> redraft league. I'll try to take him. I mean, he's going to be so cheap, and I'll just take like a late, a super late flyer on him. Right. But in the dynasty league, I, you know, I'll, I'll leave it to maybe the next GM. It really depends. Um, so we'll move right along, and this is kind of sad to say because I, I actually do like uh, John Wall. Uh, he wants to prove his doubters wrong, but I don't know. You know, he got he re-injured himself even when he was already you know taking time wow. off. Yeah. And uh, gosh, man. I'll pass you the ball, and I'd like to hear what you, your thoughts on John Wall there, Doc. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else uh, to say about it. The fact that he got re-injured, I forget what the story was. Like, he was just yeah. in the house, like, just chilling, got, got injured. I forget what exactly he was doing, but it, the guy just can't get out of his own way, you know? Yeah. You know, once, once upon a time was a very early round value, provided massive steals, and now all of a sudden, like, and we don't know when he's going to be coming back from his injury. So, like, in redraft leagues, he's not going to be worth drafting, in my opinion, unless it's, like, a, a very late-round, like, flyer just to take a chance on him. You know, maybe you'll get him back for the playoffs or something like that. We don't know how much Washington would play him. It's just – it's a mess of a situation, man. Oh, uh, yeah, especially in Washington. And, man, I just I just like to hear what Kevin's thoughts in Washington is based on all this episode. So, <laughs> Uh, John Wall, I mean, you pretty much touched up on everything. I, I really don't have much more to say. It's just this is an unfortunate situation. Um, it's going to be interesting where he uh, falls in, in actual dynasty leagues going into next year. So we're going to touch up a little bit on going almost back to Charlotte a little bit. And it's uh, Kimba. It's going to be an unrestricted free agent uh, for the summertime. And uh, do you think he stays in Charlotte there, Doc, or do you think he's out the out the door, man? Oh, um, this is the one of the things I'll be watching closest this summer. You know, Kemba, he said all the right things, seeming like he's committed to the Hornets, but they failed him. You know, they failed him almost worse than New Orleans failed Anthony Davis, man. You know, I don't I don't want to see Kemba waste away on a limbo team. You know, there's a handful of teams in big markets that's going to have a lot of spending money this summer. The Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, Nets. And even the Kings and the and the Mavericks need to spend some money this summer. So I wouldn't mind seeing him team up with Luca and Luca and Porzingis or or even Kawhi with the Clippers if he leaves. But no matter where he goes, if it's a more competitive team, his fantasy value might take a little bit of a hit. But I don't. I, I guess I say, I guess I'll say that I would like to see him leave Charlotte to answer your question, just so just to see him find some success. For once in his career, you know, yeah, play for something. 
Yeah, and I'm with you, man. I, I think, you know, he's been a, a positive player. He's stuck with the, the the system there, you know, in Charlotte. He's he's proven himself to be a good player. I think he deserves to, you know, make a, a decision, you know, for himself. And and I think like you said, he he's like you said, he said all the right things and I think it only warrants him to, you know, leave and, and you know, choose what he'd like to do. I can't say that for other players, you know, we can't say for many yeah. other players. <laughs> We're not going to go through that rabbit hole with right. the player, right? but uh, we'll we'll jump into you know the pretty much these 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 two guys you know they had their farewell games and it was uh, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki and man this this is really hard to believe that these guys are um, gone you know they had their last game and they they end up closing shop like it was you know remember when Kobe had his his uh, ball out last game and they mm-hmm. pretty much did the same thing in their own way I know Dwayne had Dwayne Wade had like a triple double and then uh Dirk had like a double double and I'll pass you the ball and you know what's your thoughts on them you know closing out shop for the year yeah it, it's a sad day you know two iconic players for their respect these these are two guys that means so much to their franchise. I know Dwayne Wade took a little stint with the Cavs to to team up with LeBron again. That didn't work out. When Miami ended up taking him back again, which was cool. You know, obviously wanted to see him retire in Miami where he was his whole career. And it, it was interesting to me to see the different methods these two guys took of retiring. You know, Dwayne Wade announced it in the beginning of the season to, you know, this is this is my last hurrah. You know, everybody kind of treated it that way, the you know, for the season. But and then Dirk, we didn't know that Dirk was officially retiring. I mean, most of us kind of thought it, but we didn't know it officially yeah. until fairly recently. You know, it was just interesting to see the different ways these guys uh, these guys went about it. But you know, I'm sad to see him go, but. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's the way it goes. You know, two Hall of Famers right here. I guess we got to move on, though. I mean, they they haven't been fantasy relevant in a while, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> definitely enjoyed watching them on the screen, though, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so Dirk Nowitzki, man, real quick. Oh man, you you caught me off guard. <laughs> oh man, uh, Nowitzki. I'll I'll say it like this. I it's almost it's almost surreal. It's like you never. I don't know. It's just like he just kept playing every year. It's like, yo, is he going to retire? Like, is he really going to retire? And it, it really hit home. And one thing I do want to highlight on is, I don't know if you remember, Doc <laughs> Doc Rivers, you know, had a game. And he was just saying, he just kept saying Dirk Nowitzki, you know, and everybody was clapping at the home stadium. I just thought that was that was great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doing that at the announce table and just out of respect, you know, for what he did to the game. And then, which you also highlighted on that was important, the cultures that um, they did. Obviously, Dwayne Wade, made, you know, he moved around a little bit, but, you know, we, we understand the Miami franchise and then uh, with the Dallas franchise. And wonder how Mark Cuban feels. I mean, I mean, he actually, I'm sure Mark Cuban feels good. He got a championship with Dirk. So mm-hmm. you can almost essentially feel that Dirk Nowitzki is going to always be contributing in some way or, or the other in Dallas. So Yeah, I think gonna, I think they said that they're going to give him some kind of role over there. And it, it, like you said, it's nice that both of these guys got a ring at some point in their career. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Because not all players get rings and you know you look at players and this is just iso going way off subject i'm sorry listeners this kind of <laughs> happens with with me um this kind of reminds me of like charles barkley you know he didn't he never got a ring you know he he goes on rants and then you know it's unfortunate where 
Um, some players, you know, good players don't ever get rings, you know, like Reggie Miller and we can, you know, the list goes on. Yeah. But, um, and that's probably why I would say, at least for me, could be the same with Doc on why I think it's okay. And yeah, this is an ISO rant, so I apologize. So GMs, I'll, I'll look at it like this. When it comes to NBA players, um, for me, I'm a little bit more traditional old school, but I understand that things have changed in the generation now, which is fine when you make your own destination where you want to go as a free agent or whatever of that nature. But it is hard for players that stuck to, you know, the roots of doing the process, at least I believe the right way, going to certain teams, and then you just have other players that kind of jump ships uh, to different teams. I understand at the end of the day it's about getting a championship. So I'm not going to knock that. But I guess you could just say maybe, you know, those players, the old school players that are, you know, a lot um, harder to swallow the pill for not winning a championship, I guess they could have just done the same thing. So I guess I can just look at it that way. But well, you know, which, Go ahead, let, let me ask you this. Is there any player in the league that might be getting up there in age that you just hope can win a ring before before the end of their career? And to give you a second to think about it, I'll, sure. I'll give you mine. Uh, yeah. For me, it, it's it's Chris Paul. You know, I, oh, yeah. I, I really hope yeah, – one of the best point guards of all time, I just really hope – he can get himself a ring before before the end of his career, whether it be leaving Houston and going team up with somebody, whether it's his friend LeBron in LA or or some or or staying in Houston and winning with James Harden. I just hope we get to see that one day because he 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 is definitely one of the players that deserves it. That's left in the league. That's getting kind of up there in age. You know, actually, I'm with you 100%. Chris Paul, man, that, that is the best one for real. I mean, what, when you said that off the instinct, if it was like Vince Carter, I'm like, wait a minute, what, what am I Vince Carter? <laughs> and it's yeah. funny, but like what he's – I think – you know what? I think Vince Carter's like 41. I don't he know. I'll have to check there, that. For sure. It's, it's crazy. But anyways, no. Chris Paul, I, I'm with you 100%, man. That – oh, man. Th- you you because he he puts it out on the court, man. That dude is a bulldog. And yeah. The thing is with Chris Paul, and this is another rant. I'm sorry, you you opened the gate <laughs> there. Uh, Chris Paul just he's a player that deserves. And I mean, do you remember when they vetoed that trade when he was supposed to go to the Lakers? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a New Orleans native. I remember. <laughs> so like, gosh, man, all of this happened, and you know, he was he stuck in situations and. He had the opportunity to go to Houston and, you know, look where he's at. And then yeah. that injury, man, it's just like mm-hmm. they if he would have played, obviously, you know, we, we don't like to play out for me, the ifs game. I try not to play the ifs game, but if he might've been playing healthy when they were up, I believe three to two against yeah, Golden they had, State, they had a good chance. They had a good chance and they just missed a lot of threes that game. And it's unfortunate. They could have beat them obviously, but man, it's, it's obviously going to be a, it's going to be a tough struggle for them to be as good as that that team yeah. when they had Ariza and the rest of the cast mm-hmm. there. Um, who was another defender there? Bob Mute. Yeah, Bob Mute, and it's just like it's for. Oh, and I'm glad you brought him up. Real quick to the listeners, that guy, uh, Bob Mute actually reached out to me. So I know you're not listening to the podcast, Bob Mute, <laughs> but you still owe me a, a signed jersey. You promised. <laughs> I forgot to actually tell you that, Doc. That's. That's probably my only best NBA experience that happened this year. I meant to tell you guys that. Really? But anyways, yeah, it's crazy. But um, 
Man, so yeah, Chris Paul, I, I, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, it, I'm with you and I back you up 100%. That guy deserves a championship and opportunity, man. It's just, A, yeah. just catching up with him. And man, that's it. Yeah. And and not, not not for nothing, but uh, Vince Carter's actually 42 now. I just looked that up <sighs> after you said that. <laughs> He's still out there doing it. <laughs> He's still out there doing it. And then not only that, I just like. I think it's funny because like, they were playing Wednesday's games. And what if I told you, like, obviously the fantasy season is pretty – I mean, it's done. But it was like – I think it was like the last Wednesday game, it, it, games going on. And I seen him in a suit with Shaq in the, the booth in the halftime show. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> is your team playing? Right. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? But, no, that was – that's funny. Like, Vince Carter, man, um, for me, he's o- always been like a, a guy we're used to the dunks and all that stuff. But for him to be 42 years old still doing it, that's that's great. Oh, yeah. But Chris – Chris Paul's the guy, man, you won a championship with. So, um, man, the NBA series, um, I, I didn't have that up. So, our predictions kind of, and I'll be honest with you, when it comes to predictions on games and stuff, that's this is where I'm actually really uh, weak in. <laughs> I think it's because I'm really biased for some reason when it comes to games. Yeah, um, I feel you. But did you want to touch up on any of the games there and, you know, the series and uh, who's going to go to the championship there, Doc? Sure, yeah, we can do that. Um, I can give some, some quick predictions of, uh, of what I got because I know the NBA app has this uh, the bracket this bracket challenge now where uh, you can pick pick your bracket and win a million dollars or something like that. But oh, wow. I went ahead and did it just, just to see who I'd have, you know, and uh, I'll just spit them out real quick. I got – the Warriors beating the Clippers in the first round in five games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston beating Utah in seven. Yeah, that's going to be a tough series. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to be a fun one to watch, though. It'll be offense versus defense, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I got OKC beating Portland in six. Denver beating San Antonio in six. Milwaukee beating Detroit in four. I think this is my only sweep I have. Um, Boston over Indiana in six. And... Philly over Brooklyn in six. Oh, and Toronto over Orlando in five. You said who? Uh, Toronto, oh, in five. Okay, I got yeah. you. Uh, for me, I'll try to do these. I wouldn't prep for these like you would, so that's my apologies there. So, okay. Golden State. Uh, Golden State and obviously the Clippers there. So, Golden State will probably win that in about five games. Uh, Houston and Utah. Gosh, that is going to be a tough series. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if Utah pulled it out, but I still would probably go with you in the Rockets. But I actually have the Rockets maybe in six there. Um, it, it could definitely go seven. That's going to be a yeah. rough one. Uh, Portland and, and OKC. I think – did you have OKC coming out? Yeah. Just because yeah, just they're missing – just because they're missing Yusuf Nurkic. That, that's like yeah. a big deal breaker for me. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Um, and then obviously I'm gonna be biased there. So yeah. <laughs> uh, with OKC, but uh, yeah, I think that'll be OKC in six. I wouldn't be surprised even if it was a seven, but I think six is, is fair. Yeah. Uh, then we got what uh, Spurs and the uh, the Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, the Nuggets. I think they should win that in six. Who did you have? I can't remember. Yeah, I had, I had Denver in six for that, too. Okay. Um, Milwaukee and Detroit. I think Milwaukee – you had that as sweep, right? Mm-hmm. I think Milwaukee wins that in five, but that, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a sweep either. Yeah. Gosh, man. 
the, the East. Oof. And then uh, yeah. let's see, Boston, Boston and, and the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers has been interesting just because, you know, in, Dippo has been out, but, I mean, they're still around. But uh, you yeah. got to still get and, the Boston there. Go ahead, man. Yeah, and I, I, the reason I gave – Indiana, uh, I think I put it in six on here. Boston actually lost Marcus Smart recently, you know, and uh, yeah, he's going to be out for two rounds or something like that, I believe I heard. So they're going to, it's going to take a little while for, for Boston to get used to that. You know, he was kind of their, their grit and grind guy, for lack of a better term, that could make something out of nothing when they needed it. So hopefully they still find success without him. I'm sure they will, but. You know, he he's a, he's a he's an X factor for that team for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. So, I got Boston in 6 in that series. Sixers and the Nets. Um Sixers and I think the Sixers could take that in 6. I'm I'm just playing all it seems like I'm playing this conservative. That's more like a a five game series, but I think Sixers take it in 6. Yeah, that's what I had to. Um Toronto in Magic out of the series, I think this feels more of a sweep for me, but what did you, did you have, Toronto in five or six? Yeah, I had a gentleman's sweep, Toronto in five. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that one would be more closer to sweep than Milwaukee, but that Milwaukee series can be a sweep too. It's actually good to see Orlando make it, even though we know how bad the bottom part of the East is. But yeah, it's really good to see uh, Orlando there. Go ahead, since, man. Since January thirty first, Orlando hasn't been bad. They had you know twenty one and nine record. I think they're like first in defensive efficiency or something since that time. Something crazy like that. I don't know. It's like a it's like a, a switch flip for them or something like that. But uh, it might be a little more fun to watch than I was thinking it might originally be. Yeah. Yep. And. We might be are you so you're gonna be ready for yeah be, we could actually we could do another round or do you want to you want to try to hold it for the next episode for the listeners uh, it don't matter we could do another round or uh, however you want to do it yeah we could squeeze another round and then we'll just kind of chop off a, a segment here um, that we were gonna do all right so uh so the next part of the series you you want to touch up on the the next games there uh sure so uh in the conference semifinals I got um <clears throat> Uh, Warriors over Houston in six, and then I got Denver over OKC in six as well. Um, and then on the East, I got Milwaukee over Boston. I th- in actually in seven. I think I think I'm, that game that uh, series might go seven there, depending on how how Boston's going. Obviously, you know. And then uh, Toronto over Philly. I actually had that just a five game series. I think Toronto takes another gentleman gentleman's sweep. Right there. Um, <laughs> and, and it's, it's, it's maybe less about I'm down on the Sixers and more about how much I just like this Toronto when they're all healthy and they're all out there playing and clicking it, man, they're a deadly team. I got them. Obviously I got them, uh, going to the conference finals here. I don't know if you want me to go to that round next or you want to take yours now. Hey, hey, man! If you want to, so you got. Well, you can just say it. you want them. You got them going to the conference finals. Yeah, and then I got them beating Milwaukee in the conference finals to get, to get to the NBA finals in seven. Ooh, so Milwaukee and Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals, or not yet, right? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Toronto over Milwaukee to get to the Ooh. NBA finals. Ooh, that's tough. Okay, so. Uh, Golden State and Houston Rockets. I think that's that's a good that's a good one, man. Yeah. Um, I, when I start as I go along, I, I'm just, just going to come to me. That's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, 
Golden State and Houston. Uh, yeah, I think Golden State. I'm with you. They they go in six. Uh, OKC and the Nuggets. The safe thing, the safe, the safe bet would be the Nuggets, but I think I'm gonna go the opposite way. I think OKC squeezes that out in seven Uh-oh. somehow. Hey, obviously we'd like to see that, but but I know the yeah the the, the nice. You know that's that's the more of the heart talking than the head. Yeah. So this is this is where I start making mistakes here. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that I have OKC at that point in time, uh, and then kind of jumping to the east, and I can kind of give the the western since you kind of did the uh, eastern finals, but I'll get to that in a second. So Milwaukee and Boston, that's going to be actually really, I think it's going to be tough, but I, I believe Milwaukee will pull that out and. Ugh. I think Milwaukee pulls that out in seven. I think that's going to be a drawn out series. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> the Sixers in Toronto. Hey, this is this is funny, man. I I don't have it in five, but I I think I do have Toronto in six. And that that X factor, Pascal Siakam. We're going to see if he becomes a man in the playoffs, man. We know he's a man in fantasy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're right. We're going to we're going to see what he becomes in the playoffs. So that's going to be a massive thing to look at. I'll be keeping my eyes on him. And so going back on the West side, um, and then you could tie your your West conference finals there. Uh, I, I have. Let's see. And then it'll be at that point in time if this is right. So there'll be Golden State versus. I get to that part. Golden State versus OKC. Is that right? That was going that far. So yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah. Uh, Golden State. Yeah, Golden State would win that series in in six or seven. But I, I'll just stay to be safe six for the wet the uh, Western Western Finals there to go to the 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 or excuse me the NBA Finals at that point. I think that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I skip any teams on the West? I think that's right. Yeah. No, you got it. All right, so um, for your Western, or who's coming out the West for you there, Doc? Yeah, so my Western Conference Finals, I got uh, the Warriors versus Denver. I think the only difference in our in our brackets is that I got Denver making the Conference Finals where you got the Thunder. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'd rather the Thunder make it, but um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going with Denver for it. But I, I'm going. The Warriors are gonna beat Denver in five games. I got them with a com- comfortable five game win. I think the Warriors will get better as the playoffs progress. Honestly, um, so yeah, I got the Warriors versus the Raptors in my finals. Warriors versus the Raptors. Okay, so the East. I'm coming the East here. Going back to the East. Let's see. So it's gonna wind down to Milwaukee and the Raptors. Um, man. I I think uh, I think it's going to be, and it's still hard for me to be pressed to see Boston lose for some reason. It, it is it is difficult for me to see. Yeah. But you know, because obviously, as we we know, playoffs is, you know, regular season shut down. Playoffs is like a new season. You know what I mean? So anything sure. can happen, Definitely. and it's easy for us to be wrong. <laughs> and well, I can say very easy for me to be wrong because yeah, it's all fun, like man. Yes, <laughs> but anyways. The East, it's, I honestly feel like this year is going to be the most interesting East that we're, all of us NBA fans and fantasy fans are going to be keeping our eyes on because anything can come out in the East, meaning like Milwaukee, Toronto, even the Sixers, although me and Doc are pretty low on the Sixers for, you know, for some reason. 
in uh, in uh, Boston. But anyways, getting off this soapbox rant here, um, I, I actually going to just figure out and squeeze out uh, Milwaukee going to the finals, beating Toronto in seven games. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I could kind of say that, and and again, this is just I could be way off on this. It's just because I'm I'm looking at a couple things here. One of the things that I'm I'm looking at is Giannis. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, and in, in to be fair, it's really close in the MVP you know rankings with him and Harden. Anything can happen, and I think why they would probably give uh, Greek Freak Giannis Antetokounmpo the MVP award is because I, it seems like the NBA wants to give it to a new player each year. Um, for me, if you were to ask me who I believe, I believe Harden was really close. I mean, I, I love Greek Freak just like everybody else. But anyways, to stop beating around the bush to get back to the playoffs, I think Giannis is going to try to prove himself as an upcoming uh, – I mean, obviously he's already a superstar now, but he wants to prove himself and, and validate himself even more. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to go even deeper. They lost Brogdon. Is he out? He's out for the playoffs too, I believe, right? Uh, I'm not sure if he's out for the whole playoffs. I'll have to look that up. Okay. If he is, you know, I think they're going to do the best. And I mean, obviously, Bledsoe is trying to still prove himself a little bit under the radar. Um, not even, he's not trying to prove himself. I'm not trying to say that. he's already a good player, but I think he wants it too. You know what I'm saying? It's not that no NBA player wants it. I'm, I get that. But when I look at him, when I look at Greek Freak, when I look at Chris Middleton, they have a different type of chemistry out there. So, um, and then this is the reason why I kind of don't insert Toronto in it is because I don't know. Kawhi Leonard, obviously, he's a good player. He closed with the Spurs, but it's still, you know, the, the team has to be strong around him. You know what I'm saying? Then they're going to still be doing that uh, spin the bottle. Russian Roulette, musical chairs with the center position with Mark Gasol and Ibaka. And they're going to keep doing that as time progresses on in the playoffs, I think. They're, they're going to do matchup base, which is understandable. So Gasol helps, and Ibaka's been there too. So I guess it really could be Toronto, but I've just, I just want to make sure Kawhi is healthy. And obviously, yeah. it's like, well, Greek Freak just got hurt too. But go ahead, what you going to say, man? Well, I certainly can't blame you for, for picking Milwaukee here, but um, uh, it could definitely go either way. Obviously, we both have it going seven games, so we both obviously think that this this series could really go either way. Um, I think the fact that Toronto has Ibaka and Gasol might be a strength for them, though. Depending on mm-hmm. obviously, like, like you said, matchup based. It depends on who's uh who's going to be out there. Um, like when they're when they're playing the Seventy Sixers, I think Gasol will be matching up against Embiid, but when they're going against Maybe faster paced small ball guy uh, teams. Ibaka might be a better option. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's why I can I can definitely see how Toronto can excel into the final spot. So it's going to be interesting playoffs and to see what happens. So we'll jump into actually we'll kind of tie things up to the unicorn court. Uh, we'll go to the next section for you know Monday, but I think for this is uh, the Unicorn Court is actually a good section to talk about a little bit. I'm sure Doc is going to give you guys some awesome information. I'm not sure what he's going to bring out for you guys today. Uh, but I want to say this is more of a, uh, a shout-out for a listener. And this is for any listeners that are still continue to listen to our podcast. We appreciate you guys still, even when the NBA season's out. Uh, the listener had mentioned, like, hey, 
if you guys, you know, during the off season, you know, do like a mock draft and kind of talk about the players and why you, you know, you drafted them at that spot. And I think that's a perfect idea. Uh, the unicorns are going to uh, do that for you guys. So episodes would like to start maybe Monday to touch up on maybe the first round on who we would pick in the dynasty league. And then we'll even throw a little bit of flavor in the redraft or quick analysis on that too. Uh, but I think that's something we definitely want to do for you guys uh, throughout the off season, even before we try to get the free league up and open for you guys after the NBA championship. Again, we're dynasty driven. So we want to give you guys that information all year round. And just like doc, he has an article. I think he's working on and it works for you guys um, that we still want to provide content on our website on the fantasyunicorns.com. We're consistently making updates as far as, you know, uh, with Doc doing the prospect rankings for you guys to, to get a leg up on your league so you can start checking out the college prospects if you already haven't checked on, obviously, through, uh, you know, college bracket, you know, uh, Marsh Madness and stuff of that nature. But still do your research through our website. Uh, you know, we're going to still pump out articles. Kevin's going to work on stuff. All the rest of the unicorns are going to work on stuff. Uh, again, we do get busy, too, so we apologize when we don't have everything up there yet. But, again, I will do the our bet. We can do our best to still provide you podcasts too. It might even dwindle down to once a week, but I still want to do the best I can along with the unicorns to try to push out too. Uh, just let us know. Just let us know if there's any more ideas that you want us to do during the off season. We'll take we'll take it in consideration. And again, you can reach me uh, at Starks underscore Industry. Uh, I'm the guy with the Iron Man avatar and. Before I get further into closing, I do want to definitely pass the ball to Doc on uh, anything he wanted to touch up on in the unicorn court. Um, yeah, actually, I didn't have much to talk about here. I know I'm I'm watching uh, Vince Carter versus Allen Iverson in an NBA class oh, right now. On TV. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty intense to watch. Actually, I'm, I'm enjoying it as we're talking here. But uh, I guess just real quick, I'll just mention it in the unicorn court here that. Um, you know, like you mentioned, I got the art, this article coming out uh, about five surprise players who I believe will keep surprising next year and keep the progress. And just to give a little a little taste, uh, Pascal Siakam's the first and most obvious one that I feel like will certainly keep it going next year, especially if Kawhi leaves. You know, he, he his role grows a little bit more. He grows as a player considering he started playing ball a little late. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that. And uh, one more thing I'll mention here is that uh, – from uh, Razball.com, uh, Craig, who does a podcast over there, is uh, having me guest on to, to do some quick hitters on some some prospects. I'm gonna do a handful nice. with him, and then he's gonna be uh, getting a, a different another prospect analyst on to do some with him. So, uh, if you guys have any specific prospects you want me to talk about, hit me up on Twitter at Fantasy NBA Layup. Um, I have a few ideas right now for who who I might want to talk to with him. But if you guys want to hear anybody specific. Uh, for me and Craig to, to discuss with, just let me know. Nice, nice, absolutely. Check that out, you guys. Man, we're, we're going to still push all season, all year long. Yep. And uh, with that being said, we'll see if there's any clutch shots. It's, obviously, there's no games going <laughs> on because unfortunately, the regular season's over. I, I got, I got one. I got one. Go uh, ahead, Vince Carter just put the shakes on Allen Iverson <laughs> in this game from like probably 20 years ago or something, right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so my clutch shot tonight is i, I got i'm gonna try to find something here uh i guess it's just kind of 
man, I, I will say this. I hope you guys won your, you know, NBA, you know, your fantasy championship this year. If you didn't, that's okay. Do it. Try it again next year. Do your research. Um, I know if you uh, were just in a situation where it's just like, gosh, I, I failed again, you know, do your research now. Um, as Doc would say, what the unicorns say most of the time is continue to do your research off of the season. I know uh, we say, you know, just take a time to rest, but no, we say keep doing it all year, but no, no all seriousness. Uh, we appreciate that, that you, you guys have been listening to us um, and, and being uh, subscribing and, and passing the word around. And we've had some, you know, unique guests and we plan on getting more guests here as time progresses on. And uh, it's just been an honor that you listeners and people that's been on our website to still follow us and follow our work and, Again, you can reach us at any time, ask us anything, and we'll take care of you. So I'll pass the ball there to Doc if he want to close out on anything else. Um, I guess just one thing I'll I'll say I'll be watching for my clutch shot for, uh, that I'll be watching during these playoffs for the first round is uh, how OKC attacks Ennis Cantor. You know, obviously Ennis Cantor used to play in OKC, and he still loves the team and all that. But he's obviously a huge defensive liability <laughs> So I, you think he's going to shave points for OKC? No, no, I'm not going to go that far. But uh, no, I'm just saying they're going to miss Yusuf Nurkic heavily. Yeah. I believe you know there's going to be a lot of points scoring at the rim if they're if Portland's forced to play a lot of Ennis Cantor. But anyway, yeah, just to touch on what you were saying as well, I, I appreciate all the listeners. You know, uh, still hanging in with us. I appreciate Starks for taking care of this podcast. Uh, well, on the days that me and Kevin can't be in, I know we've been missing a lot lately, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to get on a lot more and, you know, touch on a po- touch on a prospect or two every time I get on here uh, leading up until the draft because uh, it's, it's time to start uh, getting that knowledge on, on the prospects coming up here soon for your dynasty draft. So, again, thanks to the prospects and thanks to Starks, and I'm um, looking forward to next time I'm on here. Awesome. And thanks to you, Doc, for all the work you do, obviously, with your on-point articles along with Kevin and all the rest of you, Corns. Thank you. Um, thank you guys also. So with that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.